Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everyone, to Punches and Punchlines. We have no boxing to break down for you this week, but wanted to kind of give you the schedule of what we do have coming up. So on January 15th, Joe Smith Jr. takes on Steve Giffard. All right, that'll be over on Top Rank. So we'll be covering that next week, covering that whole card. Looks like it'll be a... uh, you know, a fun night of boxing. And then the next two weeks in a row, there's probably only one card on January 22nd. Gary Russell Jr. takes his once a year return to the ring. I think he would fight even less often if he wasn't mandatory to, I think, defend his title once a year. And then the following week, we have Robin, or not Robin, not Robinson. That's, uh, that's too, that's too cool. Uh, Rob's son yeah. <laughs> can say cow. Versus Xavier Martinez. That's on uh, January 29th. Uh, So we're going to combine those two weeks. So after the January 29th, uh, look for those two cards to be broken down in the first week in February. Then come in February, we have a shit ton of boxing. I think that's the technical term for it. Every promoter has a card being telecast that day. There's a card in uh, Wales. All right. Yep. There's another one in Arizona. There is one in Oklahoma, I think. California. California. Yeah. It's all over the place. You know, the headliners that weekend, Liam Smith versus Jesse Vargas. Not something I'm super excited about, but I'm going to tune in and watch it. Yeah. Uh, Also on that card, Sisaket Sor Rungstavai versus Carlos Quadras. Now I'm excited about that fight. That can be a lot of fun. And it's for a Um, title. Yeah. So, I mean, those two dudes, anytime they're in the ring, I'm going to be, I'm going to be checking that out. Anybody that's, uh, you know, listening now, mark your calendar to, to watch that one. And then who else is on? Oh, uh, Chris Eubanks versus Liam Williams. Again, something I'm going to watch, but the really kind of the draw for that one is Clarissa Shields versus Emma Cozine. Clarissa Shields comes back to the boxing ring after flirting with MMA for a little while. And she's Thank defending God a few of her back. belts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to get the pay-per-view because I have shows that night, Franco. Oh. But Keith Thurman versus Mario Barrios should be an absolute wonderful fight. And so should Leo Santa Cruz versus Keenan Carbajal. Carbajal? Carbajal. Carbajal. It sounds like something you take to like rinse carbs out of your system. Carbajal uh, will be taking on Leo Santa Cruz. And I've never hidden the fact that I love Leo Santa Cruz. So I'm going to be probably buying the pay-per-view and watching on my Kindle in the green room at the comedy club that night. Um, That's that's how into uh, the boxing that weekend it is. Uh, I wish some of these fights were spread out in January, but they're not. Uh, We're going to get a complete rush on February 5th. January, we're just going to kind of slow burn up until the giant explosion on February 5th. Yeah, it's ridiculous that promoters don't spread stuff out. Like, there's just so much stuff on the 5th, and there were so many fights in December within a very small period of time, and then just nothing for January. You know, maybe they think boxing fans need to save up their nickels and dimes before they're able to be able to afford pay-per-views again or something. I don't know. Or maybe they did have plans for January, and they fell through 
or things got pushed back. That's not what it looks like, uh, according to the schedule. But maybe looking back, that's what ended up happening now. So we do have a little bit of a cold spell. Uh, One of the things that we do have, and I want to point out the elephant in the room, this episode opened with a brand new intro. I wanted to give a shout out to my sister who got us the intro as a Christmas present. Uh, Fritz knew about it. I did not. Yeah, she had commented. She's like, you know what? I can listen to your guys' podcast, but Franco's voice is a little much uh, (laughs) to kick it off. I need to hire somebody else to kick it off. So, uh, yeah, that was a sweet uh, thing she did. She got me involved in it as well. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Christina. Yeah, it was actually, we uh, the gift was given to me through a Zoom. We did like a virtual get-together. And then for about five minutes straight, my mom and my little niece, who's, gosh, I don't know, maybe four? She's tiny. Uh, but so little kid and my mom uh, took turns saying how they could do a better job than what our original introduction was. And my mom's like, the problem was you were just talking. You had to be like, and now Fritz and Franco. And then my niece would do it in her squeaky voice. And so they just yelled our names for about five minutes straight. And then I think the part that was probably the most interesting was that my niece, who is a child, knew the entire spiel. Like she knew it from beginning to end. She said the whole thing, like breaking it down with the sense of humor. And then she was like, yelled at (laughs) It was really funny, but uh, yeah, it was it was nice to know that my mom also listens to the show, but uh, you know that they got so into it with the new introduction. So it's it's cool to have a, a new thing uh, kick off our new season, and uh, yeah, hopefully these fights are good, Fritz. You know, we're going to be combining two shows. I'm hoping that we get enough out of those two shows. I'm guessing we will, right? Absolutely. We'll find something, even if it's just uh, it was so shitty that we're angry about it. That can always uh, provide some humor as well. And then speaking of humor, if anybody is going to be in Las Vegas, the 17th to the 23rd, I'll have shows at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club over at MGM Grand. Come uh, say hello. What else is happening? Oh, in the boxing world this week, everybody who's uh, on boxing Twitter will know that 2022 people still hate Canelo and there's people (laughs) that uh, will defend him back and forth in the comments. And I always think it's really I get entertained just by reading through the comments of people that, you know, are defending him like he actually needs to be defended. And I love that when the people will make these comments about how he's ducking anybody They're they're searching for straws because there's no reason to really hate him other than the fact you can hate him. Please go ahead. I don't care. But stop pretending like there's a, a legitimate reason. I have a question, Fritz. Have you ever been on Reddit? I have not. Because Twitter, like I have all of the social media apps. Now, how much I use them, that varies a lot. And Twitter, I've noticed for anything that I like, <laughs> Twitter is brutal. Like it is just the most negative, craziest people that will make arguments and be a hundred percent behind their argument with zero substance. It's a horrible, horrible place. And Reddit used to kind of be like that, but because they break everybody off into their groups, it's almost like school. Like they're like, oh, you're all the shitty kids that don't know how to like behave. You're going into this room. Oh, you guys are all the kids that are really good at math. We're going to separate you and put you in for this room. Even though schools are supposed to be more inclusive now, they also push like advanced classes and stuff. So they contradict themselves. But that's that's what Reddit is like. 
where there's all these subreddits and then everybody just sits around in like a big circle jerk and, and enjoys the one thing that they like. So like, if you love Canelo, there's like more, you know, unity to it, but also a little bit more substance behind it. I recommend Reddit for it. So that's what I'm trying to say. So they can, the Canelo haters can have their own club on Reddit. Is that yeah. what you're saying? All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that you love or hate whatever boxer you want, but just don't make up reasons for it. There's baseball teams that I hate. There's football teams that I hate. And I don't pretend that if I lived in that town, I wouldn't, I would still hate them. Like that's ridiculous. I would probably grow up, you know, if I grew up in Wisconsin, I'd be a dumbass Packers fan too. You know, like I would, oh. I would root for that stupid ass team just like they do. But unfortunately I grew up in Chicago or fortunately I grew yeah. up in Chicago and I hate them, but I don't pretend like there's some real reason that I hate them. It's just, I hate them. That's it. All right. I don't give any reasons because there isn't one. I used to hate the lions more than the Packers. And then while driving up to work at Lambeau Stadium, I got two tickets within a 20 minute period. So screw that whole state. I still like going there for vacation every once in a while, but it definitely turned me off of the Packers more. The fact that I had to go there and then work for what was essentially a wash. Basically, I worked for them for free and I never went back. It made me hate the Packers that much. Now, anybody listening overseas, you might not even know who the Lions are. Uh, it's a team out of Detroit that's basically like the minor leagues of uh, <laughs> American football. So I don't understand how anybody could hate them it's, it, unless you live in Detroit. Like, I could see you hating them if you lived in Detroit. But everybody else outside of there is like, ah, those scamps, they try real hard. Their fans don't tip. That's what it that's what did it for me. <laughs> it was their fans not tipping. And I was like, man, this place really is the worst. Also, the McDonald's that we stopped at on the way there, half of it had blown out. Like they had plywood up because half of it had exploded. And then they uh they, they kept the McDonald's open, like they kept the whole thing running. It was the most bizarre thing. And uh and and yet places like that are still getting boxing before Chicago. I don't understand why we haven't had a big show here in so long. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Speaking of boxers that we talked about in our award show, Jessica McCaskill headlining a fight here in Chicago. I need to see that this year or I'm going to lose my mind. And I was just at Wintrust Arena yesterday to watch a basketball game and had fantastic seats for the game. It would be a wonderful place for Rocky to return. The sight lines there, I, I was just picturing uh, a ring in the center of the court. Yep. And I want boxing to come back there. It would be so wonderful. Last thing I I'll say, Franco, is this has been the longest non-episode episode, uh, maybe uh, <laughs> in podcast history that we came on to just tell people we didn't have anything to break down this week, but I want people to know what we do have coming up. And now there's actually time that if there is something that we missed, if there's a card that's going to be on, you know, B-O-X-X-X-X-X-E-R or something like that, dot com <laughs> that we need to tune into, let us know. I love checking out any boxing. And if you got some suggestions between now and what we've already laid out for what's coming up, let us know. Might be a good spot to wrap it up. I think you're right, Frank. I'm done and I'm throwing in the towel. Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe and follow. And we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.